The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. A very good afternoon to all of you. I do hope that you're all doing well on this uh, beautiful Wednesday, the 13th of January, 2021. If you are back at work, I hope that work's going well. Uh, before I start the Shahida Kali show, I am your host, Nader Hamildin, standing in for Shahida, um, who's taking a well-deserved break. Um, this evening, we have a jam-packed show, inshallah, and uh, something very, very um, important. So I need you, to all, need you all to sit very close um, and listen up. But before I do that, I must just tell you, um, just before I came to the studio this, this afternoon, I um, met up with, a, well, I, I saw a little boy on the road. And he was very, very emotional. So he looks like he lives on the street. Um, and he was all crying and uh, a gentleman stopped. And I also wanted to know, you know, what the problem is. And he said that he was waiting for his uncle. And um, but he was so he was so emotional. And, you know, when you see somebody else really emotional, he looked helpless. I felt helpless. And this gentleman said to him, you know, so um, is there anything we can do for you? Where do you stay? Do you have a contact number? And he said that he was hungry. So I'd like to take my hat off to the gentleman that uh, went all the way to get this young man something to eat. Um, may Allah reward you abundantly, inshallah. And that was, you know, um, I'm, I'm still at this point in time, I'm still in awe because um, we need more of these people around. So well done to, to that man. Um, may Allah, you know, bless you. And inshallah, if ever... You know, we can assist people and help them. Please, 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 um, let's do it open-heartedly, inshallah. Right now, we're going to continue with the Shahida Kali show. And like I've mentioned, so um, the past few weeks has, we've spoken about a variety of different things. We spoke about abuse. We spoke about the different types of abuse. We spoke about trauma. We spoke about, um, a little bit last week, we touched on grief. This week, we are going to continue talking about grief, um, but our guest on the line is um, Mariam Gafur. She is accredited life coach and holistic healer, um, thera- holistic healing therapist. She specializes in emotional release and balancing, and she's going to be talking to us today. And um, the topic is grief now. We all know that COVID-19 has hit us hard. Not only COVID, we lose family. We have lost lots of family and friends. And every single day, we hear of people that have lost a daughter, a mother, a father in the space of two weeks. Now, 
of course this is grief you know we need time to heal and the reason why it's so important to have this very educated and and uh, you know i i know um mariam for a long time and wow you will hear just by the way she speaks her order that she brings across just soothes you soothes you and makes you feel so safe so I'm going to welcome Mariam Gafoor. Assalamu alaikum and shukran so much for joining us. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Afwan. Uh, are you well? I'm well, shukran alhamdulillah. But you- disturbed, a bit disturbed just before the call. I got sad news about a very good friend who passed away um, in Surrey Estate, um, Haji Fatima Davids, who was um, well known in the community. And also a client of mine, so a little bit shaken up still about the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and within a span of a few days, there's been so many dear ones passing, and it just spells out so much to me, you know. And it also, it's like this is something that, um, so I'm really shaken up. <laughs> Subhanallah, it's like, you know, it's like. Year today gone tomorrow, and yet people live aimlessly and not purposefully and not soulfully and not sincerely and not wholeheartedly um, valuing life, you know. So for me, this is a very deep, deep topic. Having lost my son this year will be four years. Uh, so it's it's. I'm, I'm thinking. I said to one of my very close friends. I said, I don't even think I'm ready to speak about something like this. But um, I work with a lot of people who have lost their loved ones, and um, yeah. So this topic is quite intense and deep. Indeed. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Mariam, as I can hear, and uh, you know, every single day, it is. A, a shock for many people but the one thing that I think is um, is there a difference between grief and sadness and hurt and pain you know like sometimes we are faced with grief if we take death for example um, we, 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 we grieving but at the same time we hurt and sometimes we even I'm going to take it a step further and say we're angry we, there's such a lot of different emotions it's so important that you bring that up because they say there are stages in death there's a stage of denial when you don't want to know that it is true you can't believe it it's almost unbelievable in my case it was like surreal it wasn't even denial it was surreal it was like my son died like that didn't even register it didn't even hit home it's mm-hmm. like really uh, how, how is that possible when my sister phoned me and said Mariam um, they found your nate and I'm like what do you mean they found him why why would they find him where mm-hmm. would they find him mm-hmm. and it, it was so early in the morning and it, it just didn't hit home to me and right. until I saw his body a night the night um, the reality when I say surreal I didn't even know what the meaning of surreal was until I really felt this body the strong big body and the roof was out of it 
and you're touching this body and it's like so surreal. Mm-hmm. You're like, subhanallah, how is it that your body is just here and your ruh is not in here? I felt it. I felt it was a body without a ruh. And, and I, because I work on a lot of bodies and I, I know the energy and the heat and the feeling. And here is a cold body lying in front of you and you, you can't fathom it, Nadia. You can't fathom it. Mm-hmm. it. It didn't hit me. It was like a dream. It was like, you know, when the mirage of the Prophet Wasallam when he left for the hijrah mm-hmm. and, and, and then Allah had made the, um, gods that were safekeeping the, the room where the Prophet was supposed to be sleeping in not so he left undetected mm-hmm. and yet they he walked past them and he never saw them but mm-hmm. the God never saw him and that, that happened to me the Janaza took place and this body was there and it was like it wasn't real and it was real I knew there were people in my house I heard people greeting me I saw all these people but it just wasn't real so that's what I talk about, surreal and denial. So there's the stage, different stages. And when you talk about sadness, sadness is part of grieving. Hurt is part of grieving. So mm-hmm. I think it's a culmination of so many feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. And as I say, it happens in stages. And for people must learn when death never came to your door. Don't talk a lot of unnecessary words to people that they don't want to hear and you must keep you strong and you must have sabr. That's the last thing you want to hear when somebody died mm-hmm. is you must have sabr and you must say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajun and hope the person hugs him. Make your salawat and just embrace him. That's enough. That's enough. You don't want a whole lot of words. You just need soulness. You just need to digest it. You can't even fathom it. You can't need to digest it. Mm-hmm. So it's like so unrealistic to want to give some Somebody, uh, your whole history of when your son died or when your mother died, or it's irrelevant at that given point. Right. It is only what matters to that person, and you must be sensitive around that. So people are very insensitive because they tend to only think about themselves in a situation. They don't think about who they're dealing with. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah you know, yeah, Mariam. Yeah, yeah, carry on. As you as you say that, you know, I, I think of um, not. Uh, and uh, Mariam, I need you to turn down your radio a bit. I haven't got a radio on. Maybe my volume is too high. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah, maybe the volume is a bit high. Okay. So what, okay. what, what I want to um, want you to also talk about is uh, you. You mention um, it's surreal. You mention grief. You mention that people that don't know or have yeah. not lost. A, you know, like uh, I want you to talk about losing a mother and losing mm. a father and losing mm. a son or daughter. Um, mm. There's these obviously different types of grieving because our, our mother. The relationship dictates yes, that. Yes. The, the relationship dictates that. Yeah. Yes. So, so talk to me about that because people yes. would say, you mm. know, like I know um, if you hear of uh, growing up, if you hear that somebody's child passed away, we always mm. used to think only old people die. Yeah. You know, yes. that was just, uh, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it was just growing up, you know, if somebody young died, it was like, 
no, it can't be, you know. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk yeah. to me a bit about so, that. You, know, again, you, you spoke about, you, you made reference to uh, the relationship, and I will make a statement before I say that. Uh, my mom has not passed, so I can't talk about that. My granny passed, who was very dear to me, so mm. she was my role model. And so I can just tell you, I took a get 14 years old. I didn't know what I was crying for more for mm-hmm. her or my two, you know. Right. So uh, that's also something very important to mention that you will find that there is a scenario that takes place before death takes place. There's 40 oh. days where that roh soul, that soul knows that it's going to pass or somebody would know that that soul is going to pass. Mm -hmm. You have that premonition that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like Allah prepared you, like that 40 days before my son passed, I was, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I had rings around my eyes. Everybody wondered what was wrong with me, like what's going on. I just could not eat and I could not sleep. So my soul obviously knew it was going to get the shock of its life. So I want to say to you that, you know, my mom always said to me that your your pain is always as deep as your love for somebody. So mm-hmm. I don't think one can really make a distinction mm-hmm. when you love somebody. Sometimes you love a dear friend that was so special to you that made life so enjoyable for you or so meaningful for you that it could even be where you never had a relationship with your mother, but you would love that person more and you would grieve for that person more because of the kind of mentor that person was in your life. You know, like my beloved Abida, Auntie Abida who passed away a week ago, a few days ago uh, from Kensington. Mm -hmm. That was a shock for me because she was my mentor for many, many years, spiritual mentor. So, so you know, that kind of bond and connection is, is a deep one. It's mm-hmm. a deep one. So, so everyone's relationship with another, it's, it, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I would say it's your bond with that person. Because sometimes you have a father that you don't care for, or a, a son that doesn't show love, or a daughter that's disconnected. When people are disconnected, it's easy to, to be detached from them. But when they are connected on high levels, on, on high levels and with his appreciation, with his love, with his deep muhabba for one another, right. that you would not do anything to hurt that person. You would want to be there for that person in every way possible and value, there's a word, valuing a person because why do we want to wait until somebody dies before you cry your eyes out and say, oh, I felt so and so for this person. This is what I felt. No, you don't say what you felt. You show what you feel. You don't right. say, I felt and I found that you you show it because mm-hmm. it's something that you need to feel. It's something that you need to enjoy and experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, so talking about relationships and the levels of hurt and deep uh, and and the levels you would feel of hurt and sadness with somebody is, I would say, your connection and your bond with that person. You tune to the Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM. This evening we have uh, Mariam Gafood, accredited life coach and holistic healing therapist, specialist in emo- emotional release and balancing. And this evening we are speaking and we're chatting about grief. If you have any questions or you'd like to comment, our WhatsApp number 082-991-3913, SMS 47913. I'm your host, Nadia Hamildin. When we come back, we'll continue with the Shahida Kali Show. Do stay tuned.
to the Cape, 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Nadia Hamildin, standing in for Shahida Kali in the Shahida Kali Show. And this evening, we are talking about trauma. We talk in grief. Uh, we, well, over the past few, week, few weeks, we've been focusing on trauma, abuse, etc. But this evening, our main focus is grief. And uh, as mentioned before, on the line, I have Mariam Gafood, accredited life coach and holistic healing therapist specializing in emotional release and balancing and um wow it's it's been um quite interesting lots of people sending you know messages through this evening and i'd like to encourage you if you have any whatsapps that you'd like to send if you'd like to be part of the show please um do send us a whatsapp on 082 991 or sms 47913 so, uh, Mariam, before the break, we spoke about, you know, different relationships and, you know, um, obviously with different relationships and the love that you mm-hmm. have for the person is a different sense yes. of, of, of grieving or a different process. Yes. So, um, you know, I've, I must just say that um, I've lost a mother yes. and I will always say that it is something oh, people people always say. It is a, it's a process. You yes. you heal with time. Yes. I say you learn to accept it. You, you just learn to, learn to, to accept mm. to live with it because yes. um, you know we nothing and no one can change that. And that feeling, that emotion, that emptiness. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say emptiness is because, you know, a lot of uh, I, I admire people and especially um, women that still have mothers um, because you have like a kind of a, a best friend. You have somebody that you can lean on. You have somebody that is there to catch you when you fall. Um, when you don't, you're kind of looking. You're always searching. So, um, yeah, I, I just needed to. Um, no idea. You are you are saying something so profound because um you know, this whole topic is not just a topic to feel sorry for somebody mm-hmm. that uh, has lost their loved ones. It's not about pity. It's about an education and an awareness because, you know, if I look at, you know, uh, you know, even with this COVID cases, so many people are saying, oh, don't go, you're going to die, mm-hmm. you know, and... You know, I believe differently that Allah, your death is put out for you and that when your time is there, it will be there no matter what. No matter what, if your time is there, you are going to go. So this this concept of death and grieving and living and valuing life, for me, that's what it boils down to. Are you living while you're alive? Or are you already dead before you are, before you die? Are you have you lived your best life? Are you living purposefully? How sound is your heart before you return to Allah? There's so much of bitterness and ugliness and hatred in so many people. There are relationships that are not uh, people that don't forgive. They don't talk to each other for years. They won't forgive. They won't forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lips will say I forgave, but the heart still holds a whole lot of resentment and a whole lot of ugliness. And so how sound is your heart when you return to Allah? So that's something that is something that we all need to contemplate on. That if I go, I mean, every night since the last few nights, I thought, what if I go? Am I ready? You know, mm-hmm. am I ready? Have I lived my life fully? Right. Am I fulfilled? 
what's missing. The mm-hmm. one thing I would love to say before I die is alhamdulillah, I live the full life. I don't want to say if only and live with regret and say die with regret and say I wish I had. No, I would want to say alhamdulillah. Right. Alhamdulillah, Allah, for, for every condition, Allah, that I have been given and bestowed by you, Allah, shukri, Allah. So when we say that, saying that, we say, this he told me to me when a, with a young girl, she was adopted, and she said to me, Auntie Mariam, tell me, how am I going to live without my mom? She only had a mom. She had nobody else. She was adopted to stepmom. And I looked at her. She was like 17, 18, and I saw a mother deteriorating, and she had cancer, the stages of cancer. So that's also part of the preparation of when somebody's going to leave you to want to see them suffer. And... Um, I looked at her and I said, you have to brace yourself. Your mom is going to leave, inshallah. And this was shortly after Junaid had passed. So a few months later, I think it was almost three months later that she did pass. And she phoned me and she said, I don't know how to even breathe. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I said to her, say, say, inna lillahi wa inna illahi rajiun. And I made it say three times. I said, we all say it so easily, just like we say, I love you easily. Or I, you know, but the meaning behind it and the feeling behind it is your lips and your heart connected when you say this. When you say, when you say, inna lillahi, or inna illahi rajin, is it just a phrase that you're wrapping off your tongue, or is it meaning attached to Allah? Everything belongs to you, and everything will, re- everyone belongs to you, and everyone will return to you. So we are just entrusted with that love. We're just entrusted with that loved one. So are we valuing it? Are we valuing them? Do we, do we take the opportunities that we have to show love and to, and to be loved and appreciated? Only when death knocks on our door, we want to cry long crocodile tears and say, if only that's one word I don't want to say on my lips when I die. I want to say, la ilaha illallah, alhamdulillah, Allah, I have loved fully. So this is, this is something that came home to me when I asked her to repeat it and I said to her, it only then hit me what it meant when I asked her to repeat it three times because I, I realized nothing belongs to us. No one belongs to us. We all entrusted with that person in our life. We cannot possess another being. We cannot be so attached to another being that we can't let it go because it doesn't belong to us. We're just supposed to love and care and nurture and be, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. And so when you speak about, you spoke of the different stages, there's also also regret. And the regret is one of the things that a lot of people sit with when somebody dies. It's because... They then wish they had done what they should have done or could have done for that beloved person. That's why I talk about Suluk. When, when you have um, a relationship with a mother or a father or a sibling or a sister or a brother or a cousin, whoever it is that you're not getting along with, make Suluk. Humble yourself. Stop being arrogant. Saying, I'm sorry, I've done wrong. How can we mend this relationship? How can it be better? How can we make this work? We don't have to, we have to forgive each other. And sometimes it's 
one can't tolerate another person's behavior because they consistently do something to you in the same way, the same pattern over and over, and then you find yourself not being able to be forgiving. So those are things we need to work on. We, we need to know that the time that we have is very short and we, we don't have time left to fool around, to play games, mm-hmm. to manipulate, to whatever it is people do that, that, that they do. Mm-hmm. They need to take that time and say, Allah, this is what I have. What can I do with this time that you will be pleased with me for? Mm-hmm. What can I do that will be fruitful, purposeful, meaningful, significant? It's not only, it's because we don't have time. We really don't, we're running out of time, and if we, the sooner we realize this, the better for us, so that we can live that kind of life that Allah is pleased with. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariam, you know, you spoke about um, regret. Yeah. So obviously sometimes, and it's just unfortunate, that um, when somebody passes, there yeah. is regret. And yeah. there is, it, does that mean that the person automatically grieves differently? And what does grieve, what does regret when, what does regret do to you as a person once the person has passed? And obviously you can now not mend this yeah. relationship. Um, yeah. It must, you know, it must eat on you. I mean, I, I'm just... Trying yeah. to think I, I how think people it's live a with very that. Very valid, very valid point, Nadia. Because um, that is the thing: whether you did, whether you did or alive, and you live with regret, it's the same kind of eating at you. Because people, pride people have that they won't come and say mouth or they won't mend things, or they won't want to make it better because their pride is bigger than their pain, and that that is sad when people's pride is much bigger than the pain that they can't even come and ask mark so now imagine when the person has passed on what kind of how it eats you like cancer eats at your cells that that's what regret does and that's why some 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 pains are deeper and wounds are deeper in because that regret you know somebody said i wish i was there when the person passed you weren't meant to be there. A lot of people say, why couldn't I have just been, if I could have just heard her earlier, I could have been there. If I just came earlier, half an hour earlier, I would have been there. You weren't meant to be there. Mm-hmm. You were not meant to be there. But those are all the kinds of things we say to ourselves to make ourselves, for us to feel better about it. Because we, we, we kind of try to make logic of that loss. We can't because we can't fathom it. And right. so the same way when it, when it comes to grief, Grief, you get a mother who loses a baby in, in, in stillborn, and that destroys that woman because she hasn't even learned, she, she hasn't even, she, uh, she maybe just lost the baby in the stomach and was attached and that kind of bond, but she never had the opportunity to, to do anything else with the child and experience joy and anything else with the child, but yet that person grieves the same way that somebody else had. Uh, You can't even equate it. I won't even try to equate it because whether the child is a year old, two years old, 50 years old, my neighbor's daughter drowned two weeks ago. 
we came out of our house and I heard her screaming. The child was a year and a half years old. She oh, was no. beyond herself. She was screaming. She couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't deal. She couldn't mm-hmm. deal. Can you imagine the guilt? There's the other one. There's, re- there's regret and there's guilt. Guilt, why wasn't I there? Why didn't I watch her all the time? Why didn't I? Everybody was busy. It was boxing day. Everybody was having fun. And she sneaked out and she went into the pool. She mm-hmm. walked into the pool. She must oh. have thought somebody was there to catch her, mm-hmm. you know, but she passed. But that was not about negligence only because this is how people are. When 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 somebody dies, it's let, let's blame somebody for it. Somebody needs to take the fall for it. So 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 even the, uh, the angel of death said, uh, oh Allah, I don't want to be responsible for mm-hmm. taking the ruh of somebody. So create a scenario for me so that I can go fetch the ruh. But I, you create a scenario, they call it a sabab. Uh-huh. Create a suburb for me so that I a reason for me to go fetch the rock. So let him be sick, let him have a heart attack, let him drown, let him be shot, let him something happen to them because I don't want to take that on me. I just want to take the I just want to take the soul. Uh-huh. And that's all I wanted. I don't want to feel guilty about letting them die, you know? Yeah. So so if we look at the wisdom behind that also, we're always trying to look for a reason. If it's some people if we resuscitated them more, if they if they only steamed more with COVID, if they only took more vitamin D, whatever, mm-hmm. these healthy, healthy people that die, healthy, healthy people mm-hmm. that, that die of a heart attack and you can't even, they come out of the gym and something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it is like, so when we talk about regret and we talk about denial and we talk about um, guilt, guilt is something that eats a lot of people like like regret does because it is something that and a lot of people don't speak about it they don't want to speak about this hurt me this hurt me so much because uh, uh, there's some ugly things that people say to other people that it makes them feel that way and nobody else ever get to know it because they don't get to express it and so they keep this hurt and this pain to themselves Mm-hmm. You know, so not everybody is capable of expressing themselves and saying, you know, what I really can't deal. I admired another girl on the uh, status, one of the statuses. I know her. She's a client of mine, too. She said, I can't deal with this woman that's supposed to be a mother. I think she reared her, but it wasn't her mother. And she said, I can't deal. I don't know what to do. She just died. And she expressed herself in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. I thought, now there's other people that just cut off. You can't even reach them. Years later, you can't even reach them because they just, it's a no-go. You don't talk to me about that. I won't entertain this with you. I'm not even going to go there. So that kind of wound, how deep is that wound? How deep is that scar, you know, that somebody can't even, you know, I know my daughter wouldn't. Uh, mention anything about my son if I said something about him she wouldn't want to hear because she couldn't deal mm-hmm. she couldn't deal with it so everybody has their level and their capability and the way they deal there's no right way about how you must grieve yeah. and how long it will take you and somebody said to me oh you don't cry um, you don't keep on crying about somebody you have to oh somebody told me don't even go to the cobblestone because it's just like scratching a wound open every time and you know I thought you know what I did that helped me a lot was journal to my son mm-hmm. I journaled to him I spoke to him as if he was there I said you know this is what happened on day one 
this happened when I when I heard you were coming down from Johannesburg, uh, and and I wrote every detail I could remember because I didn't want you know the one thing you don't want is you don't want to miss a single memory. You you want to hold on to everything. You want to the look in their eyes, the gratitude, mm-hmm. the funniness, wow. the the smile. Everything you want to hang on to the last detail because it's like you you're scared you're going to betray that person. And even that that's another topic when a man dies. There's some men that grieve for their deceased wife for so long that they don't even open their hearts again to want to marry somebody else again or for that matter even a woman because they feel a sense of betrayal you know that they're betraying that person if they move on uh, so if they're happy, then but but you the the, the deceased is not settled um, energetically. If we are they spirit, they spirit, they their bodies die, their bodies disintegrate into the ground, but not their spirit. And a lot of people, it's a topic that people don't want to talk about. It's a people a topic people don't want to know about. But this, why do we say during Ramadan, Allah opens uh, um, the doors? For, for the deceased to come in and visit you. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, so, so many people have so much to say and they don't want to know that the spirits can come and visit you. You dream about them. You dream about them. Mm-hmm. And so, so you long for them. I know a friend of mine that says when she makes salah, she always finds the sun at his feet right next to her like he's standing in Qiyam. Wow. Uh, now, somebody else that will say, oh, that, that can't be, that's not possible. I know it. She said to me, I feel, I feel so close. When I, when my son passed at 40 days, I could smell a sense of fragrance all around me all the time. Now, if somebody can't understand that, don't even waste your time to even explain it to them because they can't, because all they can say, no, the person's dead, they're in the cupboard and that's it. Because their minds are shut off. They don't know anything else. They can't even comprehend that something like that can happen. So it's a a vast topic. It's a vast, vast topic. Death, what happens to you after death, what happens to you in the Kabbalistan, what you must recite. Somebody asked, is it necessary to recite Surah Yasin? Is it necessary to have a heart? And I saw it on one of the chats, on the uh, chats the other day. And I saw my... Exited. I deleted myself from the group because I took you know, I have time for this because you know what you need to deal with your death the way you know how to deal with it. Indeed. You can't let somebody dictate to you how you need to deal with your grieving. It's how you you can be you can be advised. You know what? Uh, somebody once said on a Facebook chat, they said, take time out to grieve during the day so you don't grieve the whole day. I don't know how advisable that is. Like, if you're going to cry the whole day for six weeks or for eight weeks or mm-hmm. for three months or for five years, some people just zone out. They zone right. out. They're never going to be happy again. Their life ended. And so that's not why Allah kept you behind. Mm-hmm. You're supposed yeah. to be still be loving. But it doesn't mean we forget about our, our we decide to Jaria that we also have to do for them. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep giving them, um, to to keep giving in their name. Right. And, you know, and it's like saying this, even a hadith that says, when you make a dua, it's like you're coming to give them flowers, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know. We need to we need to pay the bills. When we come okay, back, yeah. inshallah, we will continue. You are tuned right. to the Voice of the Cape, ninety one point three FM. This evening, I am really, really moved by this topic. This evening, we're talking about um, grief. We're talking guilt, betrayal. There's such a lot that we're talking about. Uh, Mariam Gafur, accredited life coach and holistic healing therapist, specializes in emotional release and balancing, speaks to us, and I am. 
touched, touched, touched. I moved. Lots of people sending WhatsApps. I'll be going into that a bit uh, after the break, inshallah. But uh, do stay tuned. Um, and remember, 082-991-3913, SMS 47913. You tune to 91.3 FM. I'm Nadia Hamildin in the Shahida Kali Show. the Cape on 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Nadia Hamildin, in the Shahida Kali Show. And um, this evening we are um, talking about grief. We have on the line with us accredited life coach, holistic healing therapist, specialist in emotional release and balancing, Mariam Gafur. And um, I'm going to go straight to the, um, to the WhatsApp messages that have come through. And I received a WhatsApp saying, Asalaamu Alaikum, I have a question for Mariam. I'm an introvert and very intense person. I feel and notice things which most people don't. I always feel weak, sleepy and moody before a person I know dies. What is this? I would say that's intuition. That Allah is letting you become aware and preparing you for that death because that's exactly what I spoke about earlier on because a boy that I saw about two weeks ago his mom passed away I had an appointment with him that morning and his mom passed away that morning but he said he's been feeling he felt sick already he felt he was gonna lose her every time she spoke to him or he spoke to her he had this feeling where he didn't want to let go of her, but she was in hospital, but they were on the phone. So it definitely is intuition. It is Allah's way of letting, preparing your soul that this will go. So the moodiness, she's highly intuitive, whoever she is, because um, a lot of us, we, you know what happens, Nadia, sometimes we're so emotional that we're not in tune with what we're actually feeling. And, and sometimes we are very emotional and uh, uh, impact because what happens is you're feeling the person's pain you're seeing a, a lot of the times when I look at some clients that I know I feel like their life force is going I feel that they haven't got any rest in their body to want to fight and, 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 and move on and sometimes it's like they're worrying about the person and they don't want to die they're worrying about the person that what's going to happen to them so you have to give the person permission to say it's okay that person is going to be fine mm-hmm. you need to let go and right. um, prepare yourself for that you, you should be worrying you're keeping your tongue wet with kalam Allah you know so the person who, who goes through the mood swings and who, who is experiencing that I would say is, is quite a, a, a deep impact where she's actually feeling a lot and um, it is and sometimes you don't know how to deal because nobody teaches you how to deal with all the emotions and like she said she's an introvert so it makes it difficult for her to express herself I know somebody who said to me people think they're mad that she's mad when, when she expresses what's happening so some people just retreat and not say anything because what are you going to think about me if I say something, you know? So it's a lot of issues around that, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope that explains 
a satisfactory answer to the lady who asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I have received another, well, this is just something that someone has sent through, saying, Assalamu alaikum, um, I was married for 42 years till Allah called my husband back home. I always mm-hmm. say Allah uh, lent him to me for 42 years, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. why do people tell you that in time it will heal? But that's not true. It's all the beautiful memories that keeps you going, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. You see, you see, Nadia, relationships are, there's some people who make other people's lives very difficult while they're married. There's very few people that can hold on to a good union and a relationship that when their partner dies, they're really grieved by it. And because they spend valuable time together and meaningful moments, significant moments, that's the person that will grieve because they pain is as deep as they love. Then you get somebody else that 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 would would, would even swear and say, I wish this person was out of my life. Can't they just die? Can't they just get out of my way? So it depends on the bond again. I'll come back to the bond because if you had a good understanding and you enjoyed having a meal with that person, you look forward to giving that person a breakfast and sharing your day with that person. Everything was special. So that person would really miss it. They would, their lives will be empty, so there's no such thing that it gets better with time. A, a lot of people don't even go to widowers when, they, when their husbands pass on. Widows suffer. They suffer by themselves. Nobody even in the community will even think, maybe we could introduce a man that would marry and take care of her because that person is lonely, and that person also wants a companion and somebody that they can share with. And some people don't even want to ever replace their partner. So it, it's it's a very it's a very controversial topic this because it's it's like people would it depends exactly on your level and your bond your love if you have a good connection it, it's meaningful and significant and it, you'll treasure it and value it that way and therefore no amount of time will make that hurt any better. Mm-hmm. You, you, when, you, when there's acceptance from Allah, if you say, Allah, I know this is from you, and I know that it, it is, it, you have that kind of acceptance, then it, it, makes it, it makes it a little bit more easier. The days, and you fill your days. You know, I said to my mom when my, my stepdad passed, I said, now it's your time with Allah. Mm-hmm. Many, many, I think almost two years later, I said, it's um, now your time with Allah. So mm-hmm. sometimes... Um, we also make a illa of loved ones. And so when Allah takes them away, you feel like you died because you can't live on, you can't move on. I know that sounds a bit harsh. I don't mean it to sound that way. Uh, but I'm saying sometimes women, women do that with their husbands also, make their husbands an illa and forbid to worship and praise Allah and do for Allah. And yes, you must love your husband and care for him and do for him, but you must make time for Allah also. And mm-hmm. there is a bada in serving. If you're giving your husband a meal and cooking, it's only bada and it's serving. So when it comes to that muhabba that you build together, that bond, that grieving, is, I, would, I would say that it, we can say there's a difference in grieving. Because if you, if you despise the person that you're living with, it wouldn't affect you as badly as the person that you love so deeply. I hope that point comes across clearly because it's, it's just... Just trying to make it clear on what you're saying that if the bond is so special, then it's again the pain will be as deep as your love. Mm-hmm.
another um, message has come through. Um, Alhamdulillah, I'd like to say shukran to, to uh, this uh, listener. She says, Alhamdulillah, um, Nadi Hamildini is so inspiring. Mashallah, Alhamdulillah. I'm only, you know, um, I'm only uh, but a vessel and I try to, you know, um, speak from my heart and what the Almighty wants. And um, we, we all have different life experiences. And I think sometimes, you know, we become really emotional when we talk about certain things yes. only because it it touches it us. so much. Yes. And, and, and with all of this, you know, um, there's so much healing as well. Yes. And yes. Um, this listener says, I'm listening um, and I'm absolutely moved by the messages expressed by uh, Mrs. Gafoor. May we all listen attentively and learn by this wisdom, inshallah. With best salams and du'as, and that comes from Suraya, small sage, and uh, expressed so beautifully, alhamdulillah. May Allah reward her for all her initiatives. Amin, amin, inshallah. Amin. Um, you know, we, 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 we don't have much time left. I think we okay. definitely needed more time for this, mm. um, for this program. But... Um, the other part of it that I also just want to want to talk about is um, sudden loss. Yeah. Now, sudden loss is uh, I just had a word with one of uh, my friends last night who lost her niece. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know this girl. Yeah. But, you know, when you feel immense pain, yeah. when somebody talks about yeah. their pain, yeah. I was really moved I, I i couldn't sleep i couldn't think straight because mm. i was just so touched by everything Hello. that she said mm. but you know um that's what i want to talk about you know sudden loss how do we we be sometimes we we people say yeah but you know we um it's it's part of being a Muslim, and you know we we need to accept and yeah. It's, it's, so it's easy difficult. for somebody to speak on on that level when they're not in those shoes, when they're not standing in that person's shoes. It's different. So I, that's why I say we must reserve our opinions ourselves and be more sensitive to other people's feelings when it, especially when it comes to death. We need to rather make a salawat and hug the person. It says. It speaks volumes compared to a long paragraph that doesn't make sense to that person at that given time. So because you don't even want to hear what that person's got to say. I promise you, I never wanted to even open the door to anybody that knocked on my door or phoned me because I didn't want to hear, you must be strong and you must have somebody. I just didn't want to hear those words. So it, we have to give people time to grieve. And when you're talking about sudden death, I think every death is sudden because you don't expect it. Even people who are bedridden and they sick, that person is still in denial that that person is... That's why people say, me to ah, me to ah, for complete shifa. Then I look at them and I'm thinking to myself, are you for real? You can see this woman hasn't got any zest in their body left anymore. No life force. How are we going to give complete shifa here? You know, uh, be realistic here, you know. But some people, because they're in denial, they don't want to know that that death is going to take place. So even that death will be sudden. So it is a distinction there that even though you see there's a person being ill and that person is going to take a time to die like with cancer and now it takes a toll on them and then you find an accident where the person just dies immediately in that death in that car accident immediately in a car crash in a plane crash wherever suddenly i say you can never be prepared either way 
either way. Some people say it makes a blow a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. You know, they call it makes a blow a little bit softer when you were prepared that that person wasn't well. But I don't think so because the minute that, the minute that person is no longer, it means that your ties are cut with that person in on an energetic way. Um, it's like... There's no, there's nothing you can do for that person after that, mm-hmm. other than your, other than your sadaka to jariya for the person, where you give, where you give um, zakah in their favor or charity in their favor or buy Qurans and 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 let let um, there be a legacy every time. Some people even they even go as far as taking out a well for somebody in Mozambique or somewhere where, and people benefit. That's a sadaka to jariya, and that benefits the deceased person because it's a good deed that's carried on just the same way you make dua and that good deeds and that whatever good deeds you do for the deceased um, is good for them like in their kabul, you know. And um, so sudden death, I, I can't, I really, I, I'll say death is, death is a shock to your system. We are, you, even if you prepared for it and that, that phone call comes and says, that's it, There's, they're gone. And you're like, they're gone. How can they just be gone? You know, you have to digest that. You have to fathom that. You have to, I really say digest that because it, it takes a long time for, sometimes they can eat you for a six. It can, you can like, you're like, oh my word, this person died. But then living with that emptiness and mm-hmm. that death, you know, only only now, my son is gone four years. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you now, this, this birthday of his, that was the 17th of December. It hit me so hard Mm -hmm. that he was not here. The reality of him being gone four years is only hitting me now. That, oh my word, he really isn't going to be coming around for his birthday. Mm -hmm. Really, we're not going to be able to do anything. So, you know, it, it, it sometimes it a long time to sink in and sometimes it it really grieving is a process it really is a process so whether it's a sudden death or a, a weighted death or an expected death i think it hits you the same way when the news is broken i i would say there are degrees of of intensity it's like love intensity of love intensity of pain if people deal differently there's some people that 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 has so much in mind and and uh, faith I won't say that the person that's grieving hasn't got. Mm-hmm. I won't say that. But I'll say that there are people who have higher levels. Like I'm saying, they are different. We are all on different levels. Yeah. Some people will say, Inna lillahi, wa inna lillahi, and truly grieve and tell, I know this is from you, and I accept this is from you, even though it's paining my heart like this. But that alone is half the savior. It's a consoling part that you can tell, Allah, I know you are there for me. This, this person belongs to you, and you and make shukur. I said to this boy, just say, Ya shukur, Ya Allah. You blessed me with a love that was so beautiful. My mother loved me so dearly. Very few people can say that about their mothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and this boy said, what am I going to do without my mother? He, she was my everything because my dad died a year ago. So you know what? When we listen to this type of thing, we must, we must I think we need to go and mend some broken hearts and we need to go and uh, make right, make right, go make solo. Mm-hmm. Go and patch up. Go and do what you can so that you don't live with that regret and you don't feel guilty about what you could have done and should have said. And all of that is just a lot of BS. Go and do what you can. There's no such thing I should have, I could have. Pick up the phone and say, I miss you. Can I do something for you? 
Mm-hmm. I would want to do something for you. What can I do for you? Some people say, just come and hug me. I just want your hug. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to me. But we want to always do things in hindsight. Oh, we should have known because we saw the signs and, and, and. Mm-hmm. What we can do now, we must, we must do. We you, must live in the moment and be present to what we're feeling now. Mm-hmm. Before it's too late. Before it's too late for us to say, if only, or we should have, or we could have. Because that's my final say. Um, before, yeah. yeah, before we go, um, somebody sent through a message. Um, Salam, I have a daughter and two adult sons. My daughter is far away, alhamdulillah. I speak to them um, and pre- all the and preparing them for my passing. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I'd like to say to this. Obviously, this is a mother. Yes. You know. Um, mm, no, you can never, ever prepare you a can't. child you to lose a mother. Yeah. That is on another level. So, well, I can tell um, you this, Nadia. I'll tell you this. My mom used to say that to me when I was younger. Oh, when I die, and I would cry. I would just cry. Because I couldn't say you're going to die. It's like torture, man. When are you going to die? She's already 79. She's still never died since I was like five years old. She told me that. So <laughs> it is like torture. And then one day I just said to her, no, mommy. It was like a joke for her. And if I die, and it wasn't a joke for me, it was mm-hmm. real for me because I was like, I would cry. I would say, you can't say that. What's going to happen? So, you know, it's also being sensitive to, to so everybody's on different levels. So so what is a joke for one person is not a joke for another person, mm-hmm. you know. But also I can see the wisdom, like, uh, prepare yourself that I won't always be around. Uh, so become responsible and do things the right way. In that way, there's nothing wrong with it. But if it's a constant reminder of saying I, I won't be here one day you'll be surprised the children can even die before the mother mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so we, we, we have to live our lives as best we can the best way we know how um, like I always say I always say when we want to learn something we go out of our way to learn that skill we go out of our way to learn how computers work, how, how it is to be a bookkeeper, how it is to be whatever. But do we go out of our way to find out how relationships work? Mm-hmm. The person you're dealing with, their temperament is different from yours. Right. How, how, why don't we make it a, uh, why don't we make that a goal to, 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 to make, to have better acquaintances, better relationships, better sure connections? Well. It mustn't be false, it must be sincere. It must be genuine. It won't be perfect, but it needs to be genuine. So that's my... Yeah, we have another message that has come through. <clears throat> we should have a follow-up program like this one. This is um, uh, when one loses a mom or a dad, one's home is not the same, and you can feel yeah. the emptiness, but Allah knows best. Um, and this comes, um, shukran for the beautiful program. That comes from Suraya Damun. Shukran so much and to Suraya for that message. And then um, somebody's asking um, for your number, Mariam. Um, are okay. we allowed to give your number? Yes, you're allowed to give it. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So we have come to the end of this very, very emotional, I think, uh, a beautiful program. We've had lots and lots of positive responses. Mariam, I am really grateful to you for taking the time to chat with us. And may the Almighty Allah bless you and and grant you khair and barakah and lots of rizik, inshallah, amin and health. And inshallah, we hope to speak with you very, very soon. And um, stay safe, inshallah. Shukran for the time. Shukran, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah to all of you listening. And um, I hope it was um, meaningful and valuable. Yes, inshallah. Okay. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah.
The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.